Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece, give it our super uh, scientific rating, and just chit-chat and have fun, I guess. Uh, so <laughs> we get... Your confidence in our ability to have fun. I know. I mean, you gotta, you gotta shoot for the stars, really. <laughs> in your mid-30s, it's like, no, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun today? um julie before we get to that recommendation oh i like i I got back on the never have i ever train okay Uh uh-huh um i had seen season one and i loved it and in typical julie form completely forgot about it Mm -hmm. by the time season two came out and missed it so now there's season three just came out pretty recently Mm -hmm. um so i watched two and three and it is such a good show it is I mean, all of the actors that are fantastic. Mindy Kaling, I think she's like the showrunner on it. She's definitely mm-hmm. the writer. Um, but it's just such a very refreshing high school story. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen it. Yeah. It's, it, it's very funny. It's very funny. But the thing that gets me every time is just like the beautiful sincerity and like how they really are dealing with like it just feels so honest to like an actual high school experience yeah um, oh, that's, that's sort of like egocentric like i messed up but i i i can't i'm the victim here yeah like, i look back at so many things in high school and i'm like damn julie if you had just apologized yeah i I had a dream last night and it was like about things that happened in my past and it was mm-hmm. like so intense oh. and then I woke up and literally went like for what <laughs> 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 why was I feeling those like those intense feelings for like that person or that thing that happened yeah um, yeah if, oh my gosh I think of so many things that happened in high school and also college mm-hmm where i was just like this is the worst thing that could have happened (laughs) it it wasn't and now looking back i remember there was something but i sure as fuck don't remember what i was upset about yeah just like it really shows scientifically also how much our brains develop and how much we're able to handle emotion Mm -hmm. and who we are like four years ago is not who we are today and who like yeah it's very interesting which is speaking of like who we are now is not who we are today my recommendation is falling for christmas with Lindsay lohan oh my gosh i watched it too it's just super sweet and like super cute right she got a raw deal i don't remember yeah. being mean to anyone no I think people were just like, man, Lindsay Lohan, she's she's a teenager acting out. Rah, we're better yeah. than that. Yeah, and she has all this money, so she's doing bad things because she's a teenager. It's like, yeah, if all of us had a camera on us between 13 and 20, who howdy, like, and that much like money. There's a, there's a good amount of, of former team stars from that era mm-hmm. that are, like, getting their their... I don't know, their time back, their dues back. 
Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the D Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Yeah. Speaking of getting your dues back. <laughs> yeah. What movie are we talking about today, Julie? <laughs> um, we are talking about Colette. Mm-hmm. Would you like to give us summary or should I give us summary? I, I will. I've okay. got my I've got my goog sum right right up. <laughs> um I don't like both of those words being shortened. <laughs> <laughs> After moving to Paris, author Sidonie Gabrielle Colette agrees to ghostwrite a semi-autobiographical novel for her husband. Its success soon inspires her to fight for creative ownership and overcome the societal constraints of the early 20th century. This might be one of the worst Google summaries ever. Because it's like nothing bad happened. (laughs) She overcame it. Not in this movie. I, I feel like you and I, I, I love, I loved watching this movie because the whole time I was like, Julie is fucking fuming right now. <laughs> I know she's about to throw a pillow when she's watching this part. I know she's about to, cause this, her husband, this fucking guy, I think they spent too much time on in the movie. Yeah, and so, so I so many things, so many things. Um, so uh, this is true. Colette was an actual author. She's um one of the things she's most well known for is Gigi. Um, that was her. So she did have this business with her husband a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he did lock her in the room mm-hmm. to write. Like I have a yeah. <laughs> like all of my notes for this is description of the thing that happened and then me saying this fucking guy <laughs> um and and truly like societal constraints were as as absolutely as they were like she she was really just fucked in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um but there there was like she had things that did happen that like she was able to get out of that yeah in a way. like she the the relationship with missy that is something that happened Mm -hmm. um but it happened after she was already separated from her husband Mm -hmm. um and the way that she made money was she did become like a dance hall performer and she did ultimately marry again in life and was happy and so i I i'm so just like I get I just feel like what was the message of this movie because yes this is someone that in many ways did overcome society's constraints but I don't feel like we got that like <laughs> and the opportunities to show that they they just didn't address they just stopped at a point before we got to that we didn't see the the guy get any sort of comeuppance no he cried once oh boo hoo <laughs> um so it and again, this is a thing that I always, I always struggle with. A biopic 
is not a documentary. No, no, but but like let's talk about that though. Because like yes, it is not. But a lot of times like life doesn't make narrative sense. So they like zhuzh things to make it make sense. What mm-hmm. I hated about this movie, I'm going to just, I'm sorry, is that they like spent an hour and a half on her horrible relationship with this horrible man and just kept going like, look how bad he is. Look at how bad he is. Look at how he does it. And then they stop right when her life starts to get good. And I understand like there's, cl- like, I understand story structure about how they're like, well, she has to have like the ultimate struggle. And then that, but I I need to see that all of that was worth, worth it. something. Yeah. Yeah. And they never show that. So it's like, and it happened to her. If it didn't happen to her, you know, and the best thing is that she released just one book. Great. But she didn't. She had like another hour worth of story. And they're like, well, it doesn't involve the guy. Mm-mm. But like how anti-feminist this feminist movie was made me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all yeah yeah and like it's gorgeous like the production design is so except for that one yellow dress at the very beginning which i want to like punch in the face but like that, that her whole look at the beginning was intentionally terrible to be like yeah. look at this farm girl <laughs> wearing yellow with her skin tone blonde um <laughs> I, that's why i love oh remember what we were talking about like how I actually do love pink and you're like I don't see you as a pink person the reason why is because I do not look good in pink because it is the color of my skin and therefore I look naked (laughs) (laughs) so I don't wear it a lot but I do love it just on other people around my furniture um yeah but I just I I kept going like what is this for and if it and if they were sticking completely to like what happened historically, I'd be like, okay, you know, but they weren't. They were judging. So what what is the thesis of this movie? Yeah, that was that was I think where I was like most struggling a lot of times is like, what are you what are you trying to achieve? Because I can't figure it out. Yeah. And I just they they didn't spend enough time on her writing it they didn't spend enough like it just was so much time was spent on this like weird relationship that was very greasy (sighs) and you always saw like his reactions and not a lot of her reactions and I don't know I think I don't know but I feel like it must have been edited weird Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like the script, the original script that they pitched Karen Knightley, Karen Knightley was better than this, or when they were filming, it didn't feel like this was how it was going to look. Because mm. she has that like last monologue that she like gives to him about how you've killed our child, Claudine is dead, she is me, like, and it's just through like the crook of his, um, like he has like a dirty shoulder in the shot, mm-hmm. which means that like yeah, um, for those who don't know, it means that like you just see like an unfocused part of their body um so like he's not even really involved in that shot and it's just on her beautiful monologue delivered flawlessly and it's like i feel like that's what they were actually going for but they just couldn't make up their mind like i feel like there's just a lot of like oh if we hit all the tropes and we just like wash a color of like 
she was done dirty yeah over the movie i don't know it just i don't know it felt like it lacked specificity but also was too specific and took too long i (sighs) listeners i need you to all watch this movie (laughs) well we really sold them on it yeah yeah but like what but what's wrong with it and this was an interesting one too because the the casting of kira knightley Mm-hmm. Who's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Let me be clear. Um, the casting of Kira Knightley, it felt very like stunt casting. Like they were like, we will not get this movie mm. made or seen mm. unless we use Kira Knightley. Which to be fair, I didn't even know this movie from 2018 existed were it not for Kira Knightley. Yeah. Um But even Kira Knightley in interviews is like, I don't I'm like I don't remotely resemble Colette. No. And there are actresses who do, like, who are famous. hmm So. Yeah, and I don't think that Keira Knightley necessarily has, maybe maybe it's the casting of Keira Knightley. Love her. But she she is more wilting flower that overcomes adversity. And I think colette needed to be like spunky girl who doesn't know her worth but figures it out yeah because it was definitely i mean they leaned into the sort of like look at this farm girl with braids yeah now they're doing it in the barn yeah because honestly like when they when they first introduced them i was like oh man what a horrible match this poor girl that's matched with this man yeah and then they made it very apparent that she was totally down with that yeah but it just i don't know maybe she plays more like true romance instead of like a little bit like i do not karen knightley i didn't feel was like as sexually brazen as i feel like colette was yeah you know, like she just was like, yeah, let's do it. And st- I don't know. I just no, feel I, like there were other actresses that would have like had a bit more spunk, I guess, maybe. What I do appreciate about it is because uh, this, is, this isn't like the opposite of brazen because I think that they're, yeah, absolutely with the brazen. But what I did yeah. like is is when we first started having those initial conversations or seeing those initial conversations, like when they're in the carriage on the way home. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, well actually, I was, I was more interested in the wife. Like, I do appreciate that it wasn't like, look, I'm talking about being attracted to a woman because yeah. that never happened during this era. Yeah. Yeah, there was the sexuality was also like normalized too which Mm -hmm. is true that they could have easily gone the other way i'm trying to think of like a really good kira knightley equivalent that i would cast that just would make sense it would look more like colette and I love Keira Knightley. It was also, I just, from a fashion standpoint, this is a really cool movie to see how, like, the flapper girl era started. Mm. You know, the, like. The, the the sort of, like, 
evolution of the costumes that she wore sort of like mm -hmm. reflecting her where she was mm -hmm. i thought i did really appreciate that i yeah. think that dress was intentionally ugly in the beginning yeah it has so to be ugly. yeah they knew i have a i have a friend that really likes to make like historical I don't want to say costuming because she'll just wear a historical attire and sort of incorporate it in. It's very Rachel Maskey. Oh my gosh, I love not her. following her on YouTube is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I texted her at the point where they were like doing the the riding a bicycle for two. Mm -hmm. Um, I texted her and I was like, "Hey, have you seen this movie? If not, you need to see it just for the costumes." Yeah, because I don't want to imply that it's like an amazing movie. I think it's an important movie to have been produced. I just, I personally wanted something else from it. <laughs> yeah, I I did love, and we'll rewatch at least just this part, the photography merchandise sequence, mm. where it's like the three of them getting photographed and then like the merchandise that comes out of it. Yeah. Because I felt like the makeup, the hair, the costumes, the, like just the, the pure aesthetic <laughs> of that three minutes was phenomenal the pure aesthetic the pure aesthetic um as the kids say the vibes mm, so that's a vibe yeah one friend cody uh shout out cody friend of the podcast he has a job where it's part-time but he's a social media marketer he's great but he's just is like his whole thing is he's just like it's it's the it's vibes vibes <laughs> and so every time like he messes up or i mess up at my job he's like just say that it's the vibes <laughs> um yeah i just i it's interesting when things especially because like this was peak not peak Kira nightly to be like peak Kira nightly was like 2010 mm -hmm. but we still have like a Kira nightly she she sells box office tickets. I just it just felt like a weird movie, I guess. Mm, yeah. Like I I I also didn't know what she like Colette wanted out of life or what like I think maybe cuz there was no like I want statement out of Colette at the beginning she was just kind of like along for the ride with her husband for a little bit and then we got an i want statement when it came to like her in the musicals but we were mm -hmm. too like you're you the whole time you're like what does this character and i'm talking from like a screenwriting perspective not as the actual person but like what does this character want out of life like at the very beginning when she's having dirty barn sex with the guy and she like instantly says that she wants like adventure and she wants her life to be a story that it like can be told and that's you know or you see her read it like these are very maybe this would make it corny but I just feel like we didn't know what that character wanted and so then whenever each time this greasy greasy man <laughs> did something weird like I will I wish we were both in the room because I literally like made a vomit sound alone in my house <laughs> when they're at the premiere of Claudine and he's like, sit on my lap. You too. The father, the mother, and the daughter. I was like, oh, yeah. was funny. Yeah. I hate it. I, I will say Dominic West, like he nailed this character. Yes. Like he was disgusting and greasy, 
but without being like a mustache twirling villain. Like yeah. he was very much a product of his time mm -hmm. and genuinely believed like he was doing what was best for Colette and his family and their life together. Mm -hmm. But he was so missed the mark on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I didn't like this movie because it was about two artists that both want to be artists and they both have committed like anyway. <laughs> I may have I may have some some past experience influencing my like of this movie, but I don't think so. I think I was just like, oh no. Because I, I wrote in my notes that I said to you that I was like, I don't think I like this movie. And then I was, and then a few things later, I was like, I might like this movie now that he's not in it. <laughs> I'm a, and then like five minutes later, it stops. Yeah. And it's like, I want to see what, I want to see her producing Gigi. I want to see like her like going in and like, I want to see, oh my gosh, a part that I want to see is the guy who didn't, um, microwave i was gonna say microwave catch on fire set on fire this one i'm looking for set on fire her manuscripts giving those back to her and then her realizing she could claim claudine back like those are the moments i wanted to see and i felt like we were in chapters two three and four of a book that we couldn't see the rest of mm -hmm. not that i don't i want to collect two to come out like that's not what i'm saying i'm just i wish they would have you know, here, here, I mean, the here, 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 <laughs> um, pip, pip. one thing that the movie did really do for me is that mm. the minute I realized this was not just like a fictional story, mm -hmm. I was like, I have to know more about Colette. Yeah. Um, so I do give props to any movie that's like, inspires you to want to know more about the person, the time period, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have told us more about her, I guess. It felt like her origin story, like if she was a Marvel superhero. Mm -hmm. So in Colette origins. But like we would have gotten this movie like three series later after she has already been like at a opening of Gigi or something like anyway. I um, just yeah. 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 And you know what this movie like weirdly reminded me of like arc wise hmm. it reminded me of the same my same experience watching that poppins movie oh yeah i can't think of the name of it was the colin saving mr banks it? yeah yeah was colin farrell in it or do i just want him to be in every movie no he was <laughs> yes and yes um look that he he is so great did you ever see a winter's tale no, but I, I need to. I want to see the newest movie he's in, The Banshees of Inishern. Oh, yeah, yeah, We need to cover Winter's Tale because I have strong thoughts about it. Okay. I just, he's he's a very attractive man mm -hmm. that can play that because he did one of the action movies that was pre-MC Universe. Mm -hmm. um, but he plays like the bumbling... Like he plays that comedy role very well, like the fool, mm -hmm. and and he does it often. And it's not in like a I'm rejecting my attractiveness. It's no, I'm drawn to these roles. Yeah, yeah. He plays in Saving Mr. Banks. He plays the dad of. That's right. Yeah, we should cover that movie too because that's another one that I'm like, look, Laura. 
twist my arm. We'll have a Colin Farrell month. Oh, yay. Let's do it. <laughs> Farrell February. Perfect. Oh, my God. Can we please have Farrell um, February? <laughs> but it's like, is it Farrell, like his last name, or Farrell, like F E R A L? Like oh, Julie is gosh. when she watches Colin Farrell. You're Farrell for Farrell. Oh, God. Oh, Feral February is going to be my favorite. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Um, yeah, it does. It, it does have a similar Saving Mr. Banks vibe because you're like, for what? Yeah. Why did we do this? What yeah. what what was the end goal here? Yeah. Because I, I just wanted to see her, like, we don't, okay, so they set up that, like, he stole Claudine. Mm-hmm. We ne- we don't get to see her take it back. That is a title card. We, they set up that she's discovering her sexuality. We don't really get to see her, like, we kind of get to see her when she says, I love you in the train, take ownership of it. But we don't get to see her happily ever after, if you will. It's mm-hmm. in a title card. You yeah, know, so- like so much of the stuff that i would have loved to see was just in the cards at the end yeah and it just they just spent so much time on her failed marriage and i don't know why that offended me but i just was like (laughs) as she's writing as i'm writing a show about mine but like i just yeah I just wanted to see more of her successes because I mean they did build up that he they were not set up for success as a marriage very quickly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um like even just her name being the only name doesn't make sense because it's not her full story yeah like it was Colette and and what's his face (laughs) I forget his name but like if they Willie yeah yeah colette and willie it's like okay well at least we know this is a story about them and it's going to end kind of where they end yeah i don't know because it just didn't tell her because her life wasn't just about him and they made it just about him and her Mm -hmm. and that's all i have to say about that maybe i need to look at my notes I know, I'm pulling up your notes. My notes were just repeatedly me saying this fucking guy. This fucking guy? Because he just was there the whole yeah. time. Um, Thank you. Also, the scene where, like, uh, like he's like, dress up like Claudine and come into the room. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, this fucking guy. So, Julie, mm-hmm. one out of ten black dresses with white collars that you wear when you have sex with your gross husband, what do you give <laughs> this movie? Hypothetically, not your husband. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um. Gosh. I, I think I'm going to give it like a five. You're nicer than I am. Okay. It's very rare that I'm—I have feel like I'm nicer than someone. So thank you for that. You're well, you're gonna be a lot. I'm gonna give it a three. Ooh, damn. 
Yeah, one for Keira Knightley. One that it's a story that needs to be told. I think we need more historical mm-hmm. queer stories. And three, the like the production design. Yeah, but I just feel I just feel like this one needed to be workshopped and rewritten more. Mm. And I I I wonder who wrote it. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I need to research who wrote it. Yeah, I was gonna say, if only there were a way to find out, Laura. <laughs> I know. Well, we're running out of time. But I just I um yeah, I just feel like it needed to be in the cooker a little bit. hmm Yes. And I think they were like, here's a great idea. Da-da-da-da. Here's a script. Oh, do you know who will have Kira Knightley? But let's film it. You know what? And this is the thing that I go back to repeatedly. This this story mm-hmm. and the way that it's presented could have been a great like miniseries show yeah where like you have her and i would say every other character including her husband is played by other actors so like it's like colette is the only actor that only plays one role Mm. and then you just you just have like a series of like players that play everyone else that like was a part of her life and her story oh yeah done let's write it <laughs> oh boy that is the list of all the things that we are fully capable of doing yeah because we don't overextend ourselves ever oh my gosh i am the queen right now i am the queen of overextension um so that being said julie what do you have to look for <laughs> <laughs> um ironically i thought of this before we got to this point in the discussion um i get a day off in the middle of the week next week for thanksgiving oh my gosh yes and i'm really i'm really looking forward to that um it is our tradition to do a little friendsgiving Mm -hmm. and so it it forces me to not work elsewhere Mm-hmm. which is good because I'm not the best at limiting myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That's um, when I realized I have two days, like I only have a three day week next week. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I have two days off. Yeah. Cause if you get the Friday after Thanksgiving off, depends on the company, but um, I am going on. I'm going on a diet, but before you boo. Um, so in September, I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease and like I got on antibiotics and I felt loads better. But unfortunately, I've had a lot of like existing symptoms. And mm-hmm. for Lyme's disease, it's pain. Like I feel I'm in horrible pain all the time, like arthritic from head to toe. And I overextend myself and like I don't. I don't want to be pumping myself full of medicine. So talking to my doctor and we're going to, I'm going to be doing an anti-inflammatory diet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so that means I have to say goodbye to alcohol and coffee very soon. <gasps> coffee. Yeah. I know. Um, not always, but just enough to try to hopefully get everything not as inflamed. And hopefully... Oh, so like one coffee a day? Yeah. Oh. Well, Laura. well i mean probably like one coffee a week to be honest okay we're gonna be going um but yeah so i'm like looking forward to hopefully that being a natural way to make Mm -hmm. myself feel better and not 
a whole bunch of <laughs> a whole bunch of uh painkillers all the time you know what I mean um yeah because I'm too young for that and if I can do it by monitoring what I eat then I gotta you know so I'm I'm looking forward to that that may not seem like but it's just one of those things that I also don't have a lot of places to talk about it so I felt like this podcast where I don't know most of the listeners would be great (laughs) (laughs) um no I think that's really good like that's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like um there's there's so much that we don't have control over I'm trying to think of like the right word like like I guess it's just like remarkable like how much our lives can be impacted mm-hmm. <laughs> by by what we eat and finding ways like there's a diet brings to mind like I'm going to lose weight yeah. but there's so much in our diet and how we are eating mhm that actually um, influences us in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And like, as I was talking to my doctor about it, he's like, yeah. And this also might help with your anxiety because a lot of the things that you are eating are increasing your anxiety levels like coffee and like, you know, mm-hmm. and so they all kind of work together um, in, in that way. So we'll, we will see, I guess. <laughs> Um, fun fact, it's not a fun fact, it's a horrible fact, but they released the most dangerous animals by state. Um, and the most dangerous, and so like it's like bears, snakes in Pennsylvania, it's the deer tick because oh, of the yeah. amount of people that get Lyme's disease. Yep. Cause it's it's it is no joke. Like it is absolutely no joke. And like every except for my mother, my father's had it, my brother-in-law, my sister, like we've all been like because they're just everywhere so anyway i remember that growing up yeah wear long sleeves when you garden that's all i'm gonna say anyway Mm -hmm. wear long sleeves with your garden and if those long sleeves happen to come from our merch store so yes (laughs) um yeah so thanks for listening listeners uh hope you have a great holiday with no drama except for this podcast bye bye The Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.